Hi everybody, I'm Peter Jacobson, and welcome to Jake's Takes. We're just one short week away from the restart of the 2020 PGA Tour season, and we will all be watching as the Charles Schwab Challenge gets underway next Thursday down in Fort Worth, Texas at the Colonial Country Club. And it's going to be really interesting. No fans, in fact, no fans at the Charles Schwab Challenge or the next three tournaments should everything go as planned and as scheduled. Joining me on the podcast this week is going to be the tournament director of the Charles Schwab Challenge, Michael Toth, who, as he will tell you, it's been a different preparation for this year's event. It's normally focused around everything outside the ropes. The players pretty much take care of themselves. They get they get to the tournament site, they register, they play their practice rounds, they're responsible for their caddies. But the tournament director is focused on everything outside the ropes as well as the players. Yes, but when you start talking outside the ropes, you're talking about spectators and the concession stands and the bleachers and the sky suites and parking, and parking shuttles to and from the site. It's a it's an overwhelmingly difficult job, but as Michael will tell us, it's totally different heading into this year's tournament because of the coronavirus and all the new regulations that are going to be adhered to because of the shutdown and because of the social distancing that we're seeing around the country. So it uh, it's going to be interesting to listen to Michael tell us what he is preparing for. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. The fans are fired up and making sure they show it. They're rattling loud, not your usual crowd. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. People ask me all the time now, when I play in an outing or a tournament or just with friends, why do I play a yellow ball? Well, it's pretty simple, really. Because I can see it. I can see the ball in flight all the way from the tee down to the landing spot, whether that's the fairway or, yeah, a fairway bunker. At my age now, I lose the white ball in flight. When Srixon first started making the Z-Star yellow ball and they put it in my locker, it was to hand out to my amateur partners in the Pro-Am. And I was thinking, I'm not going to play this ball. I'm going to play the white ball. But when they put it in play... I could see their ball, and I immediately thought, what in the heck? I could see that ball, and believe me, when you lose sight of the ball in flight and you don't know where it lands, it kind of takes a little bit of the fun away. So what I did right then, I switched to the yellow ball. I started playing it in the pro-ams, and eventually I started playing it in the tournament. Whenever you switch to a new ball, you're always worried about how that ball is going to fit in with what you do, how it affects your game. And I play it because it does everything I need it to do. I always think about proper spin, the proper trajectory, and the maneuverability of the shot. With the Strixon Z-Star yellow ball, I can curve it left to right, hit it high or low, and it has that perfect amount of spin that I need for my game. It's been about 10 years now since I put that ball in play, and I've never looked back. It's yellow for me for the rest of my career. Here before you know what to do, keep 
I'm joined now by Michael Toth, the tournament director of the Charles Schwab Challenge, which is the restart of the 2020 PGA Tour schedule. Michael, a little different than uh, just another run-of-the-mill year. You're the first tournament back after this coronavirus shutdown. How does it feel? Uh, Today feels great. Six weeks ago, I think we were all really grappling with what we'd committed to. Um, And and I mean that, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, when we learned, gosh, back early April, that we were going to be the first event back, and then the press release went out that we were going to be June, you know, 8 through 14, I I think there was probably uh, like an O-S-H-I-T moment. Um, But we have, uh, you know, we've got our arms wrapped around this thing. The PGA Tour has been great. Players have been great. Charles Schwab, you know, they get it. They understand. We've gone from, I mean, Peter, you know how these things work. We've gone from pro-ams and tickets and hospitality and fan enhancement areas to, you know, hand sanitizer and, and proper cleansing and disinfecting protocols and just being really safe and creating a, uh, you know, an environment where the, where the players are going to feel real good about being on the ground with us at Colonial. I mean, everything's been dissected and it's going to be great. It's just again, six weeks ago was a little hairy, but now I think we're kind of on the home stretch and a few last minute details need to be put in place, but we're excited and honored to a certain degree, honored, I guess. We're relishing in the opportunity to be first event back. It's good. I know there are so many specific preparations that you've got to adhere to in this new normal that we have, as you said, instead of fans and bleachers and hot dog stands and player dining and all that stuff, it's a totally new preparation schedule. What what are the top three things that you can think of that's, that's that's a complete departure than what you did for previous tournaments? Uh, no fans is probably the first, first one. You know, we, we, we went from maybe having fans to maybe having members to, to none of that. So that was sort of shock to the system. And then it was like, okay, when a player comes to Fort Worth, what's that process? And that process is they have to go get tested in advance. And if they receive a negative test result, they are then given a, a lanyard, and that lanyard allows them to be on property. Now, if we go down the road of a of a positive test, that's a completely different set of circumstances. But so so no fans, and then testing the players, and then really it's anything I touch, anything you touch, it's got to be wiped. I got hand sanitizer in my pocket. Some players, some officials, some volunteers will wear masks. So it's that whole social distancing PPE strategy, which is a little bit different than what we've, well, not a little bit, a lot different than what we've normally dealt with. And then I think the thing that is most, is going to be most intriguing to me is, is when we get into tournament, we get into competition and I'm standing on the, I'm actually standing on the third tee right now. And there's, you know, there's members on five and there's members on six and there's a group coming up here on, um, on two that's kind of how it's going to be. It, there's going to be no fans, no fanfare. It'll be some marshals. It'll be me, tournament committee, rules officials, media officials, and it'll kind of look like a real glorified sort of 
amateur championship. It, it really is going to be strange, but I think the viewer on TV is going to really see an amazing field, and I think a lot of people are thirsting to, to get back to watching golf, and so those are some of the things that are very, very different that we're dealing with this year than we would in a normal year. Well, this year's field, Kevin knows the defending champion, and as I looked at the website and I looked at the field, it, it's incredible. N- not yeah. the Colonial, not the Charles Schwab Challenge has never had great fields. Your list of past champions reads like a like a Hall of Fame who's who, but this year you've got Jason Day, Bryson DeChambeau, Fowler, Furyk, Dustin Johnson, Kepka, Kucher, McElroy, Mickelson, Rom, uh, Justin Thomas, Bubba Stricker. It, it's really... I guess that's the good that comes out of all of this confusion, that it's it's such a strong field. That is the good that's coming out of this. And, you know, just like you probably have been, you've been working from home, and as great as that is, you want to kind of get back to your, your normal routine. I, I've been working from home a lot. I'm kind of back now into the office because we have to be. But I think when you talk to, to guys like, Kevin Kisner, who I know well, Ryan Palmer, who's been fantastic. Um, you know, Kevin Naw, you know, Kevin is a great champion and, and he has been super through this. But that is the one thing that we are really excited about. And that is top five players in the world will all be here. You know, Rory's never played us before, so that's exciting. Justin Thomas has never played us before. That's exciting. Brooks played us a couple years ago. Dustin hasn't played us forever. Bubba. You know, he's back on property, and he's hasn't played us probably since, gosh, 2006. So my worry a little bit, um, and it'd be interesting to get your perspective, you know, my worry is that we'll just use McElroy as an example, and Justin Thomas, those two guys, never been here before. This is not the colonial they would normally see in a normal year. And so I have a little bit of worry that they get here, and player dining isn't what it normally would be and the vibe and the atmosphere on property isn't what it would normally be so does that affect them as they set the schedule for 2021 or when they get here and they've got a little bit of you know texas hospitality and colonial hospitality which which you know you've seen it you've been a part of it is is that going to be enough and so that's my worry but but back to your original gleaming sort that you know the light at the end of the tunnel the one gleaming thing that's awesome is, is the is the field and and, and I'm hopeful the ratings are great Thursday, Friday on Golf Channel, Saturday, Sunday on CBS. But I worry a little bit about just the guys that haven't been here and the guys that haven't been here in a while. Will the environment dictate what their feelings are for us as they look into 2021 and 2022? Well, being, being a tour member for more than 40 years, I, I can attest to the fact that when players on the PGA Tour, when golfers in general are pushed, they pretty much decide to give back. And I don't think that not having the, the, the player dining, which, by the way, anybody that's been at Colonial Country Club knows that the food is spectacular. In fact, it's one of the highlights of the tournament every year is the player dining. But I think the fact that you get to see the golf course, and Colonial Country Club is one of the truly great golf courses in the world. It stood the test of time. Hogan's won there. The the past champions, as I said earlier, reads like a who's who list. But I think sometimes when there's no fans and there's no roars and there's no high fives and cheering, as a player, I look differently at the facility. And I think they're going to be able to see a different side 
of Colonial Country Club, and they're going to be able to appreciate the golf course, the great golf course, for what it is. Yeah, I hope you're right. I, I think you're probably right. Uh, of course, that's just my worry because I want you know we, I want to be able to showcase what we've known, what we're known for, and that that's big, big crowds, and as you alluded to, player dining and. You know, our guys at player concierge and player registration are, you know, sort of bending over backwards to, to make sure that what, whatever and whoever they, they are and need, we're there for them. And so it's just a little bit different. It's not going to be the player dining that, that you've just talked about. It's, it's going to be grab and go. And it's going to be like, okay, I want, it's almost like, it's almost like walking up to a concession stand and saying, you know what, I want the, avocado and chicken bacon wrap and, and somebody pulls it out and it's and it's prepackaged. that's as opposed to kind of working your way through you know a, a, buffet. a buffet but i just need to get over that i mean i think that that's my one worry and i think you're right the golf course it will i think the golf course will challenge the guys you know we're three weeks later it's a little drier the rough is really really thick and you know the the wind when it blows here can really wreak havoc and so I'm hopeful that the guys are tested, and, and I'm hopeful that the guys that haven't played us, you know, a lot in the last five years, are like, gosh, we, what, what have what have I missed? This is back on the calendar, back on my schedule for, well, for the one next of the great five things years. About the tournament, and I played there forever. Whenever I was eligible to play, I, I played. And the one thing that that I experienced is it's such a shot maker's golf course, and I think it'll be very evident on television and. To, to put your fears aside, I think the, the ratings on Golf Channel and CBS are going to be through the roof. People are going to be so excited to watch. And anybody that watches will see that you can play all different kinds of shots when you approach yeah. to the green and, and off the tee. Let me ask you real quick, because I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Will the course be roped and staked like normal? Will there be volunteers? Uh, I, uh, I don't know what what the preparations are. Good question. It we, you know we're, what what we do is we're trying to we're trying to make it as as sort of colonial esque in a PGA Tour event as as we can, and so we we will have rope lines up. You know, just because I think guys are familiar with that, and then it protects sort of the cabling for TV, so they don't get mulched when we yeah, yeah. when we cut roughs and, and that kind of thing. So so we'll have rope lines. We're going to have a very, very skeleton crew of marshals and volunteers. Typically, uh, Peter, we have about 1,600 volunteers. This year we're going to have, oh, I think probably three to 400. So that number's sort yeah, of way dwindled down. down, way down, way down. Yeah. And, and again, I think it's is like, could we force it and have all 1,600 volunteers on the ground and sharing in, in, in what is, you know, coined a historical moment in, in our history? You absolutely could. We took the high road and said, you know what? If 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 that committee is not a part of the golf tournament, let's not let's not risk it. Let's not let's not err on the side of of uh, anything but caution. And so again, we we've, we've stripped back from 1,600 about 300 volunteers. We feel that's a manageable number. And even their experience is going to be a little different. You know, when you worked your volunteer shift in the morning, we encouraged you to go out and and watch golf. Well, what we're telling people now is, hey. Once you once you're done with your shift, head home. Go watch at home. Go have a beer at home, and, and thank you for you know donating your time to the golf tournament. So it's uh, you know I'm still trying to get my head wrapped around a lot of these things. You know one thing is is that 
you know, we have hospitality on 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. And sometimes those greens are completely encapsulated with, with bleachers and bunting and, and venues. And so will those holes play harder for the players? Because they don't have a backstop. They're going to see that those greens are perched up a little more than they, they might have looked uh, in a normal year where it's, where it's all sort of framed out with hospitality. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I suspect that that will change how the players play the golf course a little bit, and, and that's I what I'm most curious about. I think most definitely. When I think of the times I played there and coming down the stretch, 16, 17, 18, you do have the the backdrop of the infrastructure and the bleachers and the sky suites. I think it's going to be different, and I think it's actually going to be better. I, I'm actually eligible to play being a past champion, but come on, my, won't my, you, my, you you and my, Baker Finch, let's go. My my game is not ready for prime time, and I wouldn't want to take a spot. But uh, the thought of playing the uh, the golf club, the golf course. Uh, in its raw, purest form, is it, it's it's kind of it's kind of exciting to think about. But Michael Colonial is one of the most respected courses and one of the most respected tournaments throughout the history of the PGA Tour. And I mentioned earlier, who's who is uh, are the list of champions: Hogan, Snead, Bolt, Palmer, Casper, Trevino, Crenshaw, Nicholas, uh, on and on. Tom Watson. And it's just it's just a wonderful facility, and I'm actually glad that you're leading off because you're going to set the bar at the appropriate level for all these other tournaments to follow. And I know you're going to you're going to do right by the players. I won't be there, but I know a lot of guys that will be, and I know they share my enthusiasm about getting back to playing at the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial. Well, Peter, thank you. Uh, you know, you 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 sort of forgot one one name on there and that's your name and um you know you you know this and i'm not going to twist your arm but any champion prior to 2000 can always come back and not take a spot from the field so i'll i'll dangle that one out in front of you a <laughs> well, little bit we'd love to have you anytime you know you're always welcome back well i'm 66 now michael so uh, maybe if i can find some fountain of youth maybe i'll come back and play <laughs> one year but i again the last thing i want to do i've always said that when I get in anybody's way, that's when I that's when I wave the white flag and I say goodbye. I'm I'm not completely there yet on the Champions Tour, but um, listen, we wish you the best of luck. We'll be watching. Thanks for joining us, and and uh, maybe I'll call you and we'll do a follow up call after the tournament. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me. This is my number. Reach out to me, and uh, if you want to talk during tournament week, you know, my week is going to be a little different and and I think available. So feel free to, to kind of reach out to me, but, but I would be remiss if I didn't say, um, you know, your agency has been a big part of our event for a long time uh, with Lexus and our official vehicle. So your team that you have on the ground, managing that with us is, is tremendous. You know, you, you guys are one of the best agencies and we really enjoy work with you guys and, Thank you for all you do in golf, and we love having you on the wall. And anytime you want to come back, there's a plaid jacket waiting for you here. Well, you're very kind for those words. And for me, it's an honor to be on the wall with names like Hogan and Nicholas and Palmer and Snead. It, it, it means the world. In fact, I'm looking at a picture right now in my den of me standing in front of the wall at one of the tournaments. And it's, uh, it's one of the proudest moments of my career. So 
Michael, thank you again, and we wish you all the best. And I maybe will call you during the week. Yeah, call me during the week for sure, Peter. Absolutely, 100%. I'm a sports nut, and if you're anything like me, the first thing you do every morning is grab your phone and check to see what may have happened overnight in the world of sports. But Mondays are for golf. Once the weekend is over and the golf tournaments around the world are complete, whether they're on the professional tours or in the amateur world, I know I'll find what I need on Global Golf Post. It comes to my email every Monday morning delivering everything I need to know as I dissect what happened over that weekend. It also offers insight and analysis from experienced writers and contributors who are as committed to the game as I am. And it's pretty easy to sign up. Just log on to globalgolfpost.com and you're done. And for even more great content, you can subscribe to Global Golf Post Plus, which takes a deeper dive into the world of golf, exploring the people, places, and things that makes this game we love so intoxicating. And with Global Golf Post Plus, there's no advertising. Use the promo code JAKESTAKES when you sign up to receive 30% off your monthly subscription to Global Golf Post Plus. So remember, globalgolfpost.com. It's everything you're going to need to know about this game of golf. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. Before we leave the Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning too far behind, I I thought it was fabulous. I mentioned that on the podcast last week. I thought it was excellent. It was a great made-for-TV show, and it really highlighted the personalities of the four players, and it gave us all an opportunity to kind of peek inside their worlds as they played an 18-hole round of golf, raising an incredible $20 million for charity. But the one thing I've been reading in all the articles written afterwards was how much fun it was to watch and how important an event it was for televised golf. And I really didn't understand what it was, but I've been digging a little bit deeper. And so many of the writers have been praising the broadcasters, uh, Trevor Emmelman, Justin Thomas, who stepped out of his role as as a major champion on the PGA Tour to grab a mic and to do his work and bring us some fun from the golf course. And also Charles Barkley, who is hilarious. I wish Charles would do more televised golf. I think he'd be a star. But the one thing that the writers forget is that this was a made-for-TV event. There was no money. There was no purse. There was nobody playing for anything except for charity, and rightfully so. So when it was Charles or Justin Thomas or any of the four players needling each other, interrupting each other, laughing at each other, talking it up, yucking it up, it was done without anything on the line. 
other we knew all the money was going for charity but would would you think that Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning with a Super Bowl on the line or a major championship on the line would actually stop and do an interview in the fairway with somebody walking down the sidelines if they have a chance to win a major there's no way so i think events like this are essential to the success of the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour, and any tour around the world. I think those events really bring us inside the ropes and gives us a, a different look at the personalities and, the, and the, the, the playful attitudes of some of these players. But having said that, when you're trying to win the Masters or the U.S. Open or a Super Bowl, there's no messing around. There's no yucking it up. These guys are as serious as they can be. So while I applaud everything that went on, let's not forget that the PGA Tour has all these restrictions on how to televise a golf tournament because first and foremost, the player and their caddy, you can't interrupt them. They're doing their job. They're, they're working, trying to win a major championship. But events like we saw with the tailor-made driving relief with Rory and DJ, Matthew Wolf and Ricky Fowler, and then with Tiger, Phil, Tom Brady, and Peyton. I think we need more of those. I think those things are fabulous. And count me as a huge fan if we go forward with those formats in the future. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's Jake's Takes podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Peter Jacobson. These have been my takes. What are yours?